Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. I'm going to look at my phone right now. It's 6.30. No, I shouldn't say what time it is because I want to keep the illusion like Hollywood that, you know, we're <laughs> in real time by the time we air. But uh, Dr. Shred, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I'm wondering, am I getting your name wrong? Because I see it says she shreds, but I think you're Dr. Oh, yeah. Shred. No. So um, I'll give you kind of the backstory on Dr. Shred here in a second. But no, this is a this is one of my favorite shirts. So she shreds. Um, they're they're a digital print. And then they also have like, a, of course, um, well, they used to have physical copies. I I don't know if they do anymore, but uh, they're like a, a media outlet. Um, kind of smaller, but they're really gaining some traction in the U.S. And uh, they, it's, it focuses purely on um, all things women musicians. So oh, I, I like to, I like to support that. And uh, of course, the, the shirt is very fitting. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, I, I like to, to give a shout out to them anytime I can. Um, yeah, no, Dr. Shred. So that, that nickname um, a buddy of mine, he is, gosh, he currently, he plays, uh, drums in the band that I'm currently in, and we've played music together, gosh, over a decade, we've, we've seen, we've been in some doozies of some bands, and, um, kind of had a really cool musical journey, but we were playing in this 80s cover band, and, uh, okay. like spandex, and, and the works, and everything, and uh, I don't know how he came up with it, but uh, he, he started calling me Dr. Shred. And so, you know, like 80s, you have like cool stage personas and yeah. And so I kind of just rolled with it. And uh, my name's kind of obscure. So people don't necessarily remember that, but like they remember Dr. Shred. So I remember I was walking, um, I used to work in a, in a corporate office setting Okay. And, uh, I was walking and uh, all of a sudden I hear somebody yell, Dr. Shred. And I turn around and it was one of the, we had lunches catered in on Fridays and it was one of the catering guys. And he had recognized me from a gig that he saw the weekend before. So I was like, all right, this is, this has got a stick. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's easier to remember than Aaron Deathridge. <laughs> or is yeah. it that, and I was actually, is it Deathridge or Deathridge? I, on I I usually just say Deathridge. Uh, I've heard it pronounced yeah. several ways. The FedEx guy loves to say Death Rage because it's more metal. Oh, so I'll take I any like of that. it. <laughs> oh, that's good. But Doctor Shred sticks. There was a guy. He's not with us anymore in Trenton um, at the farmers market, and he was Doctor Ivan the Watch Doctor. And if you needed any kind of clock or watch fixed, you would go to Doc. You know, he wasn't a doctor. But um, but it was I thought it was such a great endearing kind of marketing thing. I became friendly with his son um, years later, but he was he was a neat guy. And I remember I had some weird old clock. I brought it and he fixed it for me. But it, there was a ring to it. Doctor Ivan, the watch doctor. So Doctor Shred, I think that works fantastic too. <laughs> awesome. And, and through the school of hard knocks, you do have your doctorate in shredding. <laughs> exactly exactly i went right. to shred school <laughs> that's right that's right and you have one of those behind you there's a diploma back there that is your shredding diploma your yeah, master's yeah, in exactly. shredding yeah <laughs> so so why don't we do this let's go back a little bit in time um okay. when did you first pick up a guitar 
Um, so I was a, I was kind of a late bloomer. Um, I was a June, it was kind of towards the middle of my junior year in high school. Um, I grew okay. up in an extremely small town um, in Oklahoma. And uh, I, I will forever be thankful to our um, humanities teacher. It was one of those situations where you've got coach slash, okay, you've got to teach this class and this class and this class. And so he wanted to right. kind of a really cool spin on a humanities class. And he's like, he, he loved playing guitar. And of okay. course it was him. And, uh, you know, you, you've always got one student in the class that just is killer. I, I remember we're all, you know, trying to learn chords and things like that. And he and, and this other kid are off in the corner, you know, riffing back and forth Metallica. Okay. <laughs> so we've, got, we've, got, we've got a lot of work to do, but, uh, but yeah, so he started up his humanities class and I was like, I've, I've always loved music, of course. And so, um, I bought a cheap acoustic from, uh, uh, it was a Hastings store and um, okay. really, really, really got into it and um, kind of, you know, just just dabbled a little bit, learned learned quite a bit from the class. And then, um, you know, around that age, trying to kind of figure out what to do with my life. And um, I located I currently live in in northwest Arkansas and located here was going to school I was still playing a little bit but not a whole lot and uh, I actually heard a radio ad for uh, a guitar center that was opening this is about 2007 okay. okay and so I was like man that sounds like a cool place to work I'd never been in one but I was like oh, that sounds pretty cool so I went to the interview and uh and got a got a call back a couple weeks later and I actually started there because at that time I mean I, I played an acoustic guitar and so I didn't know you know he, the the store manager at the time was asking me questions about you know do you know the difference between a single coil and a humbucker and asking me differences in, in effects pedals and so I was just kind of like uh <laughs> no but um you know, I guess there, there was your education beginning, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, the operations side guy, uh, he was operations manager at the time and he, um, he, he liked me. And so, uh, I, my first job there was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but they used to stamp receipts at the door. And no, so I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was kind of like a, uh, what Best Buy used to do, but yeah, I would, check receipts, stamp them, and uh, and then I would count. They had like a little clicker. And so I would count individual oh, yeah. people. <laughs> right, right. Them. Because they want to know those kind of things in a store like that. They keep all Absolutely. sorts of statistics. So a couple of observations. I don't hear an Oki or uh, an Arkansas accent in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um, uh... I, I've, I've, I've heard that a lot, actually, so. Yeah, you, you could be like a newscaster on, on you know, <laughs> you have no accent. I, I, I give that, I give that kind of a uh, mis mysterious vibe. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yes. I have good friends from both states and, and they both have pretty thick accents. My friend from Arkansas, that he, he's got a, I have a buddy in Little Rock and. Um, oh, no just, kidding. Yeah, um, Dave Couch, I'll throw his name in. He's a guitar player, too. He's a lawyer guitar player. Um, well, he's got a real thick accent. Like, he's, like, deeper than that, you know? 
and uh, which is why juries love him when he would try cases because he's got that wonderful, endearing Southern gentleman accent. Oh man. Um, yeah. There are, there, I will say there are times I wish I did. So I play right now, I play in a primarily country band. Okay. And it's like, man, like I, I kind of, I kind of wish I had that to go with it, but for whatever reason, I never picked that up. You could build it if you want. It probably wouldn't <laughs> be that hard. Now, no, there's, also... plenty, there's plenty to listen to around me. <laughs> and are you anywhere near Fayetteville? That's exactly where I am. Yeah. I love Fayetteville. It's a great, uh, great town. It is the music scene, the food scene there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did. I did a weekend there um, with the, the same gang of people, and fell in love with the town. Oh, really no nice. Kidding. Yeah, they were. We just went from you know, and I don't mean this in a drunken way. Not that I haven't been for that occasion. No, but we went bar hopping, mm-hmm. and just every place seemed to have more character than the last. They food, music. The design, it, it was such a good foot friendly town, yeah. I, it's, it uh, seemed, it's, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, what's great about it is so I've been here, you know, whenever I, I first moved here, it was like a culture shock because there's actually live music here and, and there's live yeah. music all the time, and so that was kind of an inspiration to, to really start taking it seriously, too. But, um, but yeah, with with all of the major companies, because, you know, Northwest Arkansas is home to um, like Walmart yep, and yep. Tyson Foods. And so it's it's really cool to see the area continue to grow. And, and there's a lot of um, entertainment opportunities that are that are opening up because of that, too, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I love the, the just the feel of it, the sidewalks and nice old sort of factory buildings that they turned into music venues. Yep. Now, super, super cool. Now, you know what I love? I was chatting with Scott um, just a couple hours ago. So we started this show in the spring of 2019. so almost exactly three years ago. Scott was our very first guest. He's my old friend from high school. You and I were talking before we started taping. I've known Scott mm-hmm. since probably around 1979, which is just crazy to wrap your head around that. But um literally the very first episode, we were talking about the phenomena that was and is Guitar Center. You know, because uh, yep. there's a time going back to, you know, my childhood, Bernadine's Music in Matawan, New Jersey, little tiny shop. And, you know, it was just this narrow, sort of like this, the places you see in um, Fayetteville, like a narrow storefront that, that kind of goes back. Mm-hmm. And I remember when, you know, Guitar Center took over. There were a few big stores in New York. We had Red Bank Music, which is, you know, sort of Bruce Springsteen land. But in terms of the other than a few large places in New York and even Sam Ash was regional, but yep. nothing like Guitar Center. Uh, what, what were your impressions of it uh, when, when you first went there? Oh, man. So um, it was it was a it was a really cool experience for me. It's um, because we uh, <laughs> sorry, my uh, cat wanted to make an appearance. I like that. My my guy's locked behind a door and he might end up making an appearance. Yeah. He he's usually shy, so um hopefully hopefully that's the only time he hops up here. Uh, no, fine. it was it it totally blew me away because um, you know, any store, same, any store music store I'd ever been in, it was kind of small, cozy, very mom and pop. Yeah. And I remember because I, I helped to assemble the store and, and put it together, and I remember 
you know, just everything fascinated me from even like they've got um, like the guitar wall that they hang everything on. You know, it looks like it's yeah. just a wall of amps behind it. And then to just see that many, uh, that many guitars just hanging up and all the different kinds and um yeah it just it just totally blew me away and of course you know working there um anytime I'd gone to other cities uh after that you know I, I always try and pop into to a guitar center and just kind of kind of see what it looks like because we're we're still a s super small um I say we are I, I recently left guitar center but um but um you know we the store here in Fayetteville is is relatively small compared to some of the bigger ones. So I always like to right. go there and see the, um, you know, kind of some of the the more expensive um, pieces of equipment that they've got. And right. uh, they all they all do differ in their own way. Now you know it, it's funny. The old fogey in me has this sort of instinctive guttural dislike of a big store like that, but I don't think it's really fair because they really do put in one place every kind of instrument that's nicely priced. And I'm going to guess, and I'll ask you in a second, that they probably do a nice job of building a local community of musicians, maybe mm -hmm. even in a way that a smaller, you know, mom and pop-ish kind of store isn't able to do. So honestly, I've seen, I've seen both sides of the fence. So right. uh, the... <laughs> The store here, um, it's funny. So there was a um, there was a smaller chain. I I say chain. They had they had three stores kind of in the northwest Arkansas area before Guitar Center right. moved in. It was uh, it's called Ben Jack's Music. And okay. so when Guitar Center moved in, um, ultimately they eventually ended up closing all their facilities. But what's funny is the majority of those guys, some of those guys, ended up coming over to Guitar Center. So right. in essence, they brought they brought the uh, the clientele that um, that that were you know pretty loyal to them uh, to come over. But yeah, I mean you've got you've got your regulars that come in and they're they're fantastic. And then um, of course you see a lot of a lot of backlash on especially on social media, which I mean right. shocker you see backlash on anything these days on social media. But but yeah, yeah. some people just don't like it in the sense that it's ultimately just like a, another big corporation and so they're going to take their money to um, another local music store and um, so yeah I've definitely I've seen it split down the line 50-50. Now what are some of the things that were really good that you would get personally from working there you know in yeah. other words the the nice experiences that you would get? Um. I think so. I worked. I worked at Guitar Center twice. Um, I worked there when we opened. I was there about three and a half years, and then I left, and then I came back. And I almost made it four years this past time. Um, but whenever I came back, I started out this last time um, as the lessons lessons lead, lessons manager, because we had just they just put lessons rooms in the store here in Fayetteville. And uh, honestly, I think that was probably the most that I took away from it was they would do um, like these showcases every every three months. And so okay. uh, I would I would take the initiative and, and uh, I'd go out to local venues 
and it helps that I'm a musician too. So I would hit up venues that I've played that I had a good rapport with. And uh, there, there are venues that serve, you know, food and, and beverages. And so it's kind of a, hey, you let us play here. I guarantee you we're going to have a crowd. They're going to come spend money. And so it was really cool how all of that worked out. But um, honestly, I think that that was probably my favorite, you know, seeing these, these new musicians and they were all ages, but come right. in and buying their first instrument and then actually getting an opportunity at whatever age to perform in front of people. You know, there's so many people that, that start an instrument and play it and they, and that, and it's okay. I mean, if they prefer like just playing in the comfort of their own home or, but this kind of challenged them to get out and actually play and perform in front of people. And, and you could just see some of them, they just caught the bug. And so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're set for life in that. Sort of a more organic version of School of Rock because they're really doing it and it's a little less manufactured around them, right? Exactly. That's, that's so, so School of Rock, we do have a couple of School of Rock. They were, as far as lessons go, they were a direct, direct competitor. And they, they were right. a really, really cool program too. Um, but what was, what was so interesting and unique about Guitar Center's program is um, these students got to, you know, because from what I've, I've seen, School of Rock kind of has more of a set curriculum, like, hey, we've got a David Bowie theme or we've got a right, classic yeah. rock theme. Um, these students could ultimately pick out what they wanted to do, what they wanted to work on. And the fact that it's all in-house, so they've got that journey, you know, with their instructor and then they they get to come out and talk to some of the salespeople who are, who are, you know, going to be um, really invested in, in getting them what they actually need and kind of what they want and, and kind of keep that drive going. That's very cool. Now, yeah. did, so, so you're a musician and, and we haven't even touched that yet, but you're a good musician. Were there people at guitar center who would be selling guitars who weren't musicians or would they try to limit themselves to people who actually had at least a reasonable amount of street cred in the world of guitar. <laughs> um, so that's funny. I that's and I see that I see that a lot. Um, that people complain um, about you know going into a guitar center and people not being as knowledgeable as possible. I know in the first the the first go around that I worked there, I honestly like this, but I'm kind of nerdy in that since they had like these certification programs. So if you wanted to be able to sell out of like you had your your home focus, like I was in like guitars and accessories. If you wanted okay. to sell out of another department, you had to go through this like these multiple layered certifications in like pro audio and and drums. And I thought that was super helpful. That sounds great. Yeah. However, that's not the case anymore. And it, and from a business standpoint, I understand why, um, especially with, I think with COVID too, you know, it's hard finding for, for any company to find workers. Um, whenever I last left, I, I ended up being the store manager um, at the guitar center here. And so I was, I kind of had that firsthand in, in hiring people. Um, what's cool is I, I tried to kind of spread around the employees. So we had we had, you know, so that way you don't have just 10 people that just know guitars and then, oh, well, I'll try and help you out with a, with a pro audio system or right, um, yeah. I would try and hire like, okay, I know that we're good on guitars. We need somebody. So then I would 
say, okay, we're, we're kind of short on, on percussion and drums. And so whenever I was interviewing people, I would try and, and, and I, I got lucky too. Um, same with, same with pro audio. And then in doing the scheduling, you try to make sure that you always had coverage, at least somebody who was knowledgeable in, in each department. But, um, but yeah, like I had, I had a couple of, um, employees there that didn't necessarily play an instrument. Like they, they weren't drums, they weren't guitar, they didn't sing, but they were, they were exceptional in like music production and DJing. Um, so that, that's how, that's how I ran my store anyway, is just trying to have a, have someone, cause that way, you know, if somebody had a question, we could go to our lifeline and say, okay, this person's there at lunch or they're doing something else. But at least I know that I've got somebody that I can rely on to, to try and get that information too. No, that, that's, that's good stuff. And, and I do like the concept, you know, that, that you liked in the beginning uh, of, you know, getting people who really knew their stuff. And yeah, from a business point of view, there, there's limits to what you can accomplish mm-hmm. in terms of getting people from a certain community. The, here, here's one of the things that is, is literally one of the inspirations for Guitar Tales is that, you know, when Scott and I were talking about creating this show three years ago, three and a half years ago, when we started talking about it, what's amazing to me is that Guitar Center is at oftentimes almost as large, not quite as large as a Walmart, Walmart but it's, it's gigantic. And it's amazing how many large big box stores can be successful. And it, it, it tells us on some level how many folks out there are playing guitar and maybe to a lesser degree, you know, four string bass and drums and, you know, keyboard and all that. Guitar, obviously, they, they pick that name for a reason, even though they also sell other instruments. Mm-hmm. Would it amaze you how many people at whatever level, whether they're at your level or just a beginner or someone who will end up flirting with guitar for six months and stopping, how many there were? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, honestly, I thought, especially the last couple of years, um, any type of specialty retail, I really thought was just gonna, I thought it was gonna struggle. Um, but it was, it was quite the opposite. Um, you know, and you see, you see a lot of music now. Um, I'm gonna sound really old, but you see a lot of music now that's like, super overproduced and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll read in like Premier Guitar or some of the guitar magazines, like "Is Rock Dead," and, and you're not seeing a lot of people playing instruments that are on kind of a mainstream level. But I never saw it stop. I mean, in fact, people are people are buying instruments now more than ever, and it's 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 really cool to, to I, see. Yeah, I agree, and it it really just amazes me. And and I guess if you have people who are really into guitar. I mean, there's two behind me and there's three or four more in my house. And I, there were times when I owned more than that. So if, if you really like guitar, you buy a lot. And then, then there's the folks who will flirt with it because maybe their parents, or one of my guitars, um, my ex-father-in-law bought for my son and now it's mine because he never played. You know, so there's those folks. Yep. But there, there is something very, uh, dare I say, sexy about the guitar that a lot of people will flirt with it, even if they don't take it beyond a lesson or two, or literally just buying one and never touching it or taking lessons. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and we, 
there's always, and there's always like different types, you know, there's obviously those people who come in um, and people just automatically assume they're going to pick this thing up and just be amazing at it. And uh, right, right. I mean, as, as you know, that's, that's not the case. And that's, um, I think that's something that like the, the lessons program, like if they take lessons in how, and house that kind of helps to bridge the gap. Um, yeah. I, I, I will always, whether it's through a store or somewhere else, I will always encourage lessons because, um, you know, like anything else, it's good to have another person there for accountability and, and things like that. So yeah, you've got those people who pick them up and then, you know, you've got the type of, uh, of uh people who've got more money than they know what to do with and and uh, right, they'll come right. and just keep buying instruments and gear and and uh those are the, those those folks always make me chuckle because it's like they come in and they can tell you like the parameters of of how a pedal is designed and and you know want to talk about that all day and then it um you never you never see them play an instrument <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know right. at that point it's it's almost more of a, a collection knowledge hobby and so that that always kind of makes me chuckle but hey to each their own <laughs> right right now um you know you, you gave us a, a great segue because you know one of the things we also would talk about um i will tell you that in my early years and certainly now i, I would never have the guts to play guitar in a guitar center or a music store. I'm, I'm not good. I'm just literally not. Um, but, you know, we were chatting, Scott and I, you know, about the phenomena. You'd have, very often you'd have the worse the guitar player, the louder they want to play in the middle of a store. I'm sure you've seen a lot of that. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, and what's funny is, you know, you've, you've, you've heard the no stairway um, and guitar. And yeah. we would have people come in and ask about that. And honestly, I think it's a, I think it's sadly almost out of, of the way of this generation because you just, you, you never hear people do that. Instead, um, the most popular songs I heard, um, Sweet Child of Mine, um, okay. about 20% about of it was correct. And, uh, okay. and oddly enough, Nirvana's Come As You Are um, really? is making a comeback. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I don't know, but kudos to Nirvana because um, I heard that more, probably more than, than any song that, that I can recall. And it, it would always catch me off guard. So I'm like, oh, that again. And, and, <laughs> and so, and then of course, you know, um, I heard a lot more John Mayer than um, I thought I would too, but usually those guys are bringing their girlfriends in. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Now, now, we've had all these discussions about eruption, um, you know, and we've had panel discussions about, literally, we've done panel discussions with band members, you know, should you play it live? But one of the things is, since that show, Eddie passed away, and we were wondering, has there been an uptick? Have you seen an uptick in the, you know, in hearing eruption in your stores or other Van Halen? Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I wish, um, and shame on parents for not raising their kids playing, uh, listening to more Van Halen. I'm just gonna, I know. I'm just gonna blame it on them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I got. Oh, I should. Here, I, I don't know if I can get this on camera. I want to show you this. You made me think of something. I got a text from my son today. This will be pretty cool. All right, here it is. 
Let's see if it'll show up on the camera. So uh, it's too much glare. He wrote, no, I can see you, a radio. Right. Can you see what it says? Wait, let me try to tilt it. There. Can, can you see it now? Okay, hang on. Let me see here. Oh, I cannot. So it says, oh, yeah, oh, I'm looking at it. So here, let me do this. There we go. Try that. Can you see what it says now? Baba O'Reilly. Yes. So my son, who's 19, sent me a text that said you would be proud. He was playing Baba O'Reilly in the car. What? My 19-year-old. Yep. I used to see, play the you're raising him right. <laughs> I, I thought I failed. My son, it's funny. He, he's not a musician. He's a, he's a bit of an athlete. But he, he actually can rap quite well. He, he, he does like almost like scat, you know. That's um, awesome. But he, I, you know, my daughter has become a, um, a Stones fan. And like me, she loves the Beatles but prefers the Stones. And she did that on her own. And that made, that made my day getting that. That's so you know? cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let me switch gears on us a little bit. Let's okay. talk about you as a musician. Okay. So were you a serious musician when you started at Guitar Center or, or, you know, which came first? No, no. I, like I said, I just, just kind of picked around a little bit and uh, what, what's cool. Um, so obviously my, my first job there just kind of, I mean, I literally stood at a desk. Stanford yeah. So um, it allowed me the opportunity to kind of go through some of those certification materials and, and read up on a lot of stuff. And um, the employee discount did not hurt. So I kind of upgraded some right. of my gear. And, uh, you know, when you, when you have nicer stuff, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a good incentive to, yes. um, to, to use it, to play. And so um, from there, I was like, you know what, I, I really want to, and moving to this area, moving to Fayetteville and seeing, um all these bands playing out live yeah. and i was like, i want to do that like that yeah, that's so cool. fun to me. i want to do that i want to play cover music i want to write music and um so I, I i do have to say um a lot of um a lot of my trajectory started with with that first job at guitar center so for that i'll i'll forever be grateful um but yeah it's uh i just i haven't really haven't really looked back from there. So um, I started that and then I went into sales and um, I had an outstanding store manager at that time. Um, he was wonderful. He kind of, he kind of pushed me into my first band. Uh, a gal came in and she had a flyer and she was looking for a, a rhythm guitar player. And um, he's like, he came to me, he's like, why don't you do that? And I was like, <laughs> you know, just terrified. <laughs> and um and so, you know, I just, I just went for it and, and uh, went over there and kind of started jamming with them and um, just, just took off from there. Well, that's fantastic. And do you play all over town these days? I do. I do. I've, uh, oh man, music has, music has really given me some cool opportunities that I, I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, so I've, like I said, I've been in all kinds of different bands. I've been in rock classic rock uh cover bands um most recently country um before this this band that i'm in uh i was playing with uh a gal her name's 
uh, Mary Heather Hickman. She's she's moved to Nashville and she's doing her own thing. She's killing it. She's doing a great job. Oh, that's releasing great. Releasing her songs and um, but she we actually met her here. She was a student at the at the University of Arkansas. And so I say we. It's it's me and my drummer. He is a uh, he is an attorney as well. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and so. Um, we, you know, he and I had played in several different bands and, and we wanted to go the country route. Um, and we, we just, we kind of found her and started playing together. And so with her, we were able to, uh, we played AT&T stadium before the Cowboys, um, games, uh, three years in a row. Wow. Which is really cool. I'm a huge Cowboys fan, unfortunately, but, uh, <laughs> maybe it'll get better. Um, right. yeah, we got to, we got to open for, um, like Hank Jr., um, Eli Young Band, um, uh, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank, but we got to do a lot of, of like cool, cool opening gigs and, and stuff That's like huge. that. Before, yeah. 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 Before she, she moved to Nashville. And so, um, now we it's basically our our core band but um we we found another singer uh her name is uh her name's abby pierce and we just we just kind of found her a few months ago but we're already taking off i mean we've we've played a couple of gigs here we're working on getting in doing some recording um so yeah it's kind of like we we never skipped a beat and uh she's gonna be she's a great songwriter she's um she and I get together and kind of collaborate and, and songwrite, which is something I've, I've always wanted, you know, to be a part of the, of the songwriting process. And, and we, we work really well together. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what the future of that looks like. That's fantastic. Now is in your current iteration of your band, is it a mix of covers and originals? Or are you all yes. originals? Okay. Yep. So it's a, uh, cause here, um, yeah, we, it's like we're looking like two to three hour sets. Um, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so a lot of work. It it is. It is a lot of work, and so we do. Um, we do a lot of like old and new country covers. Um, we do some classic rock too. She she does great, like with Joan Jed and um, you know every everything kind of in between there. And then uh, we we mix in we sprinkle in our our original material. Um, with that and then um, for for fun so anytime I've ever been in between bands um, I don't do well just sitting at home I love playing out playing live right, is, yeah. is, uh, is something that I really love so um, I am I am not a vocalist and and the world is better for it that I don't sing <laughs> and so I was like well I really want to play out and and uh, you know obviously if I'm not in a project I was trying to figure out how I can, how I can still do that. So I'll go out and do like my own solo stuff. It's all covers. Um, but what I do is, um, it's all, you know, kind of popular, everything from hip hop rap to alternative to classic rock. Um, but what I'll do is, is, uh, kind of match the pitch of the vocals with my guitar. And, uh, for whatever reason, it, it, it goes over really well and and people enjoy it and it's it's something different nobody else around here does it so so, so uh, describe that I, for me what do you so you mean will you be singing with it meaning you're matching your pitch or you'll have the guitar match the vocals so the guitar matches the vocals wow 
And yeah. will you have a back? Will you have a backup track with you? Yes. So it's all. Okay. So think like think like your karaoke tracks. Um, yeah. Without without the vocals, but the but the guitar fills in for for the vocals. Oh, that's really clever. I like that. Yeah, it's it, and it goes it goes great like with the the smaller venue because there there are there are a limited amount of of kind of bigger venues that that like a big band and so um, some of the smaller venues around here where you're doing like solo duo type things um, it goes over over really well and the the music community um, just the community in general has been really really generous and and great to me and. Um, so I, I usually stay busy, stay busy with that if whenever the band's not gigging. That's fantastic. Now, <clears throat> when you started, you started with rock mm -hmm. or something else. <clears throat> then what was your attraction? You know, country and rock have the same roots, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what was your attraction to move over to country? <clears throat> so um, I, I grew up listening like to 90s country um, which is West, okay. one of the best generations of country in my opinion but um grew up and then I moved here um Fayetteville is kind of low-key a, a pretty heavy metal scene and so that kind of I wouldn't have thought that I I know I know it's a it's kind of crazy but the metal scene here is is awesome like the majority of the guys that i worked with at guitar center are all metal heads. so really i would have never been to gone to a metal show had i not met them and gone to see their bands and um just right. outstanding musicianship like holy cow um but uh you know and then i and again like i said it was kind of a late bloomer so i kind of got into like the classic rock and so my parents didn't really listen to to anything aside from from country and and some of that older music and so um you know once i got introduced to that here i was like oh man i gotta jump out and explore all of this this is awesome and uh so started playing that and then country just kind of became it it's almost a melting pot it's like you can call anything country yeah i know and i know, I know. that's, I know that's yeah. an unpopular opinion with some people because they're going to be like oh this isn't real country and i've, I've heard all the yeah. debates well, um, what's that song that ain't country what's that you know you know what's that guy's name uh he's a uh, rocker turned country artist who now claims to be a purist rocker turned country oh Man, they also. I've seen. I've is seen this so the name of the song? Is that ain't country? That ain't country. Oh, what the heck's his name? Not Darius. And, no, not, not Darius Rucker. He no. he's also a late joiner to the country scene. Yeah. That was a marketing thing, as far as I'm concerned. But he did yeah. quite well with it. No, I've <sighs> seen. I've seen some of these uh, newer guys. It's so funny because you'll like kind of go back and watch some of their older stuff on YouTube. But they're like yeah. super heavy rockers, and like there's like Brantley Gilbert, his his, his yeah. band, like the the drummer's got a mohawk, and they're rocking. It's like that didn't work out for him, so we're gonna bring it over here to the countryside, and uh, that's where that's where we yeah. end up. I'm gonna guess that country, at least in this country, probably there's a little more loyalty, and it's probably a little fad, more fad proof. Except it'll pull in people from other genres, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Whereas rock is rock is rock. Except you know, you, 
you know, Kid Rock brings in a little bit of rap and things like that, you know, letting Aerosmith having paid that path for him a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like that. I honestly I, I like the storytelling. Um I think the storytelling yeah. is pretty raw in in some of the some of that. And then honestly, I really got into um the country guitarist. Cause it's like yeah. it's shredding. It's like shredding yes. without distortion. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a, it, I mean, even Brad Paisley's a, a serious guitar player, as an example. Yep. Yeah, know, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's like a real guitar player, and and it, and country probably doesn't get enough credit for that. Mm-mm. You know, I'm I'm not a country fan, but I could appreciate it. And I know some of those folks. They're 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 real. You know, and, and that's why I know Brad. He that guy can shred you know oh, and he doesn't it's, it's not his persona though his persona is very different he just has the yeah. cowboy hat and all that crap and his commercials you know with uh what's his name with manning <laughs> with Peyton Man- <laughs> which are just hysterical those two together yeah um, no he's um he's he's a, in fact I've, I've actually one of my telecasters is um is one of his signature tele oh, right. that fender put out um but yeah, he's incredible. And if you kind of dive into some of his deep cuts, he did a, he put out one instrumental album, which is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, like him and and uh, uh, Brent Mason is another one that's just okay. insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you go back and kind of look at some of those those older guys, and um, just it, it just it just blows my mind. Yeah, the whole it's a um, it's almost like a like a purist type of, of well, stretch well, in the fact let's that, go all the way back look at glenn campbell yep glenn campbell uh chet atkins like yep they were impressive. just yeah just insane or um <laughs> what roy what's roy's last name roy clark yeah roy clark have you ever yeah. seen um some of those old videos of him it's oh my ridiculous. God. <laughs> yeah yeah and you're right there's no distortion so there's nothing to hide behind yeah you put enough distortion on i, I can almost sound good playing lead you know and, and i don't play lead you know but um but yeah there you know roy clark there was no hiding behind that that guy was he was savage yeah the way he would play and he and, and he didn't have the look the, you know sort of the long hair and the the pouting face he just looked like a nice clean cut guy but holy crap that guy could play I know. know. Well, and, and so he was on a, he was on an old, old show called Hee Haw and uh, it's something I used to watch with my grandpa. And so I remember, I remember watching this guy just be on there and he's fun and goofy and whatever. And then later in life, like I went and watched his videos and I was like, this does not match up. Wow. (laughs) Like I never would have looked at him and thought that he could do that. um, The odd couple. I don't know if you know that show. An older mm-hmm. show from the late '60s, early '70s, I think. He did a guest spot. I think it was him. And there, you look on YouTube for Odd Couple Roy Clark. I think it was him. Okay. And he he and he does does this thing. I think on an acoustic. It was it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy how good he was. So that it, it, it's cool. And so for you, let let's let's do this little segue. So here you are. Uh, until recently, you, you're working at Guitar Center. You have access to not just the best of equipment and and, and instruments, but with your nice little discount. So what would 
from an electric point of view, when you're going to play country and you want to try a little shredding in the country, I'm going to use a crazy word, milieu, <laughs> um, which is such an obnoxious word. But um, if you're going to be in the country milieu, there, I could say it again. Um, what are some of the guitars you would really enjoy playing with to get, and I, and I think I know the answer, uh, but to get that clean sound where you would just shred without distortion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, obviously you got to go Telecaster. That's, yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got, no, I've got four Telecasters. Oh, wow. Um, by accident, now that I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, wow. Um, so my first one, whenever we started up with this, the the last country project I was in, which was the first one I ever played in, um, yeah. I was like, man, I can't, I can't play country without a telly. And so yeah. um, I found somebody, somebody brought one in. And this was before I went back to working at Guitar Center for the second time. But yeah. I went in, yeah. looked at the wall, found a used um a used telly that somebody had sold us or sold the store and I bought it for a hundred bucks. Wow. And what I did. So what I did is uh, I, I took it to my favorite guitar tech and had him swap out the, um, the, the pickups. And I can't remember if those were, I don't remember if they were Texas special, like the telly types. I don't remember, but did that. He kind of upgraded some of the hardware and um you probably know this but people can be a little brand snobby so right. what i did is i <laughs> took some uh some sandpaper and scratched off squire and then i bought on ebay one of the fender like custom shop um emblems and and put that on there and of course from far away you'll never know and oh, uh, that's funny that's very <laughs> funny because i'm like I, you know I, and i i i do it sometimes too and I, I try really hard not to be like a gear snob but I'm like, look, I, I need people to take me seriously. Not that there's anything wrong with Squires. Um, some no, of I get guitar, it. That guitar, I I still love it. But um, but yeah, so that it does have a it has a bad connotation. I don't know why. I don't you know. It, I, I think it's Fender saying to the world, "Here's a cheap version of our guitar," <laughs> and it might not be true, but it. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. There's almost like a stigma if exactly. you have the Squire name. Now, and we I talked on the show, yeah. I will tell you with some of those squires, um, I will, those, the classic vibe series, um, anything that's squire classic vibe is legit. It's almost, it's it's like right there neck and neck with the, like the Mexican made um, fenders, which used to be affordable. And now those keep climbing, climbing yeah. in price too, but that's, that's a whole nother. <laughs> they have a nice rep now. They really yeah. do. They really. Do. I go back so, to the days with CBS versus pre-CBS. Oh which, wow! Yeah, because I had for many years I had a '78 Strat, but you know it always bothered me that it was a CBS Strat because you had to have a pre-CBS Strat, um, and mine wasn't. And, and it was it was wonderful. It was a great guitar, but it wasn't pre-CBS. You know, brand snobbery goes back decades. It does. <laughs> so now, so so now. So you've got this great or this great telly. So what do you put it through? So I've got, um, along with with those, all, all my tellies. Um, so I I did have a, a 
board with pedals and I've still got a, a regular pedal board. I recently um, upgraded to a head rush, which I absolutely love. Um, but just kind of getting down to the, to the bare bones, I did keep some individual pedals that I can't bear to, uh, to, to part with, you know, you, you never know. Um, yeah. I always get nervous about the, the multi effects. Um, I'm sure it'll last forever, but I don't ever want to be in a position where, you know, one thing yeah. goes down your whole board shot. So, um, I've got, of course I've got a um a compression pedal um and they're all wampler i found out i really love wampler pedals um but i've got i've got a compression pedal and um i've got a it's it's brad paisley's signature um overdrive that and kind of just i mean that thing is barely dialed and then um of course i've got just a just a little bit of reverb Reverb's like my security blanket because um, yeah, I get that right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm like, no, click up some reverb on that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, so and yeah, those are that's really honestly that's um that's as far as as just your your bare bones like this is your meat and potatoes. Um, that's really about all I need to to have a have a, a solid country set. Now, what about your amps and speakers? What are your preferences with those? So um, I did, whenever I'm running a, a true pedal board, um, I, until recently, I did have a uh, Blues Junior. And then I also, um, again, some people are, uh, but uh, I've got an orange. Um, it's not a, it's, it's, a, it's a solid state. And it's a, it's the 60 watt I'm for, I'm drawing a blank here I can't remember the model um but honestly I love that thing the the blues junior just kind of it was a little it was a little thin and and uh, so anyway I, I chose between those two because with the head rush I'm just plugging directly in um, oh, gotcha. which, makes, right. which makes life so much easier for you know like bigger venues and and things like that so you know it, it made me think of something you know I, I, I you know, today I'm drinking beer. Usually I drink wine on the show. I think, truth be told, if someone gave me a blind taste test between a $15 bottle and a 60, they could probably trick me. Right. And I wonder if you were to take like a blind taste test on a solid state versus a tube. Like I have this sort of emotional attachment to tubes. Right. Sure. You know, Absolutely. there's something special. You know, like we say they're warmer. Right. We believe yep. they're warmer. I wonder if we would, if you were to take, like right here, I've got my, you can't see it, but I've got my beautiful, let's see, my bootlegger. There you go. There's my bootlegger amp, which mm. I love. Yeah, that's a gorgeous amp, isn't it? That and is it's all gorgeous. Tube. Yeah. You have, there, to tell me a little bit, you have to tell me a little bit more about that guy. Oh, yeah. They are a friend of the show, bootlegger. Chuck Wilson has done our show. Uh, your friend, Scott and Pharmacist Engel, is actually an artist endorser for a bootlegger. And okay. he's bit. And these bad boys behind me are both bootlegger guitars. Um, and I love this. That amp is just wonderful. It's sort of like a uh, Fender Twin-ish kind of amp, but it's just got 112 in it. Gotcha. But I wonder if bootlegger built me a solid state. I wonder if I would pass the taste test if they were side by side and I had a blindfold on. I think I'd like to think I would, you know, but who, and, or better yet, uh, would, would you pass the squire versus the non-squire test. Exactly. Playing. 
you know, like not even just listening. If someone blindfolded you and put a squire telly in your hands and a non-squire telly, both bender, uh, you know, would you necessarily know the difference? You know, that's very true. The only the I think the only give on that is um, yeah. some of the some of the lower end. Uh, well, really, any lower end, like even with Epiphone to Gibson, or um, so you get some of that quality control. Um, yeah right like as far as like the frets you know they're like okay let's just call it a day and you've got frets that are cutting the heck out of your fingers and yeah yeah uh, but but yeah i mean as far as like sound and and it yeah it's it's hard it's hard to tell i <laughs> i overheard it, it's and it's you know it's just kind of a stigma everywhere like you said but i was in a music store the other day and i was walking around and looking around and um, one kid was playing for his friend and they were younger, but he goes and he, he's like, okay, I'm going to try another one. And the one kid's like, well, why do you need more than one guitar? Don't they all sound the same? I thought this other kid was just like, gonna, he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let me show you. And so, um, so yeah, it's just, I think it's just kind of built in, built in our DNA that, you know, some things are, are better than others, but when it comes down to yeah. it, who actually, who knows if we could pass that test. I know it is crazy. So, you know, I, I periodically have to look at my little iPhone, which is a clock because no one wears watches anymore. Remember the days when we used to put these things on our wrists, which we don't do anymore. <laughs> so we, we have burned through the vast majority of our 56 or so minutes and it feels oh, like wow. 10. Yeah, every guest, every guest we've ever had, including uh, my dear friend Todd, who's a producer in LA, who came on the show, and he said, "Oh, we'll just go 15 minutes," and um, we burned through 75, I think, because it's just <laughs> it's just two people having a nice chat. Um, so as we're wrapping up, let me ask you this: How, how can people find you? You know, so um, yeah, I I have a website um, which I'm I'm working on uh, now. I'm going to have a, a a lot more free time. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm working on updating it's Aaron Deathridge.com. Deathridge um, is how it's spelled though, right? Yes. Deathridge. Yeah. Pronounced yep. Deathridge. D-E-T-H-E-R-R-I-D-G-E, right? No, it's, uh, so first name Aaron, E-R-I-N, uh, last name is spelled D-E-T-H-E-R-A-G-E. -E. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So there, that's important. And we'll, yep. we'll put your information when we air the show and how, awesome. and on social media. Yep. So, uh, it's Aaron Deathridge, uh, music on Facebook. And then my Instagram is, uh, at Dr. Shred 1.0. Oh, I like that. Dr. Shred 1.0. Oh, very cool. Well, I got to tell you, this has been so much fun and you're our first Arkansas guest. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love your state. Um, well, we look forward to seeing more of you in the future and thank you so much for joining us on Guitar Tales. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And our pleasure. And what people don't know is you and I are going to keep chatting. I'm just going to stop on the recording now. Yeah. So let me put my finger up here. Let's hit stop recording. There we go. Awesome. Well, that was fun. That was so, fun. It was. So I'll tell you how it'll work. And it, my poor little pooch who just got his all his hair cut off today, so I got to tend to him in a minute. Well, He's crying outside. Guy. He is. I'll 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 bring him in. 
He's a little firmadoodle. Oh, he's, I got to see him. He is pissed. <laughs> he, he is not giving me a problem behind the, um, what do you call it? Behind the door. But today he's just, he's a little stressed out. And he's, he's like, look, off his... you cut off, you cut off all my hair. You've got me behind the yeah. door. <laughs> all right, come on in, Bob. All right, buddy. Here, come on up. Come on up. There we go. Oh, look Good at boy. him. Yeah, he had he literally looked like a sheep five hours ago. <laughs> and I, I let him go too long, so he was all matted. So, um, but what we're going to do is as soon as you and I hang up, mm -hmm. this will then get downloaded to the Venmo site automatically. Okay. Then I forgot how I'm going to do it, but then I will... I'll send it to the, to our studio. They will then slap on the intro and the outro. Okay. And then Scott will set up, he will premiere it on YouTube, and we're also going to set up a Facebook watch event. But I'm going to copy you on our trends, our transmittal email. So you'll see when I send it, you'll have the raw feed of this cool. without the intro and the outro. If I have the energy tonight, you'll have it tonight. If not, you'll have it tomorrow. Awesome. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. This was really fun. Yeah, it was it was such a pleasure talking to you. Like I said, I've um, I've listened to some of the other podcasts you've done, and and uh, it's I, I just I think it's really cool. So keep well, doing it as, as long as as long as you can because it's it's really I good will. content. I thank you. I really enjoy it. It's just all positive energy, which I like. Yeah, you know. Same. So so I'm gonna let you hang up on me because my hands are full right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But. Yeah, and he he's gonna go for a W A L K in a minute. Oh, see, there, then you'll then you'll be back in his favor. So <laughs> yeah, then, then he won't hate me anymore. All right. Well, you have a wonderful night. You as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>